Hello, hello, hello. My name is Jackson Black and welcome to the Jackson Black Show. We started a little late. We had some technical difficulties. Somebody was using ancient technology. It happens. Uh, so we're going to do this how I usually start off. This is my guest, Insane Dane. Ladies and gentlemen, he is one half of the, what is it, TCW? Wow, you forgot already. I, dude, I was going to say USA, but that was not the right place. Tennessee Championship Wrestling, one half of their tag team champions, sir. Boom. All right, I'm going to do a little rundown for what's coming up. Uh, MSWA, January 14th, Natural New Year with the, the Natural Chase Stevens. Beat him. Imperial Pro Wrestling this Saturday. Uh, and that's in Bristol, Tennessee. And then ETCW has Christmas Chaos. That's Christmas night. I'm pretty sure there is a SBCW show. December 24th. December 24th at the... Tell them the details. Yeah, um, December 24th will be live. I can't pronounce that town. I'm I'm Follett. La Follett, Tennessee. Um, That's going to be at the SPCW Auditorium. That's December 24th. Um, December 25th, EPW. That'll be in Boonville, Mississippi. Um, Yeah. So, back-to-back shows for me. I might. I, we'll see. We'll see if I end up on the SBCW show. We'll see. <laughs> I got a pass. <laughs> okay, so coming up, actually, right now, starting off right now, this is A16. It is already on. AEW Dynamite. Tonight, we hear from the AEW World Champion. He's better than you, and you know it. MJF goes one-on-one with Ricky Starks. My man. Hit him with it. Uh, House of Black is in action. That's Brody King and Malachi Black. Ruby Soho takes on name change. Ty Mello and not Conti anymore. Chris Jericho is in action after suffering. I don't know if it's a humiliating defeat, but it is a defeat. He lost it to the, the airplane swing. So take that however you may. That's what he did. Uh, and then we have a the fourth match of the best of seven series between the uh the elite and death triangle who are the trios champions of aew and that's what that is i ladies and gentlemen eventually i will get all the shows on here but my computer went down so this is all on phone and i gotta write all this stuff out and i just don't want to you want (laughs) i want to i want to copy and paste everything that's how i'd rather do it all right insane dane jump right into it brother what what made you want to be a professional wrestler oh man i mean i I think i was a late bloomer to begin with i watched professional wrestling all my life um i know that's pretty uh cliche but i did um and then i worked at pizza hut for a very very long time and um i kind of hit this crossroads in my life where i didn't really know what i wanted to do and uh, i tried a few different jobs didn't really like them and then um ended up moving back home to california and I saw an ad on Facebook for Santino Brothers Wrestling, and that was in Bell Gardens, California, still is, um, run by Joey Chaos, who's one of my favorite trainers, one of my uh, good friends and lifetime friends for sure. Um, but I think to actually say what got me into it, it was match I always think about is uh, Ricochet and um, Aleister Black. I mean, for, for a style that I don't wrestle anything like, um, it was just the athleticism of both of them, and to see, ding. Well, something's done, and it's not mine. Um, 
it was seeing their athleticism, but also seeing just, you know, how, how you can, how you can entertain a crowd and how you can do something different. And for somebody like me, who is very, um, quiet and very, um, I can't think of the word, but introverted. Beautiful. You already know. You've driven enough long drives with me to know that like, this guy says about two words the entire time. Very introverted. Um, it's very weird to be on the opposite side of that and be very extroverted, be in a car full of people and drive five hours one way for a 10 to 15 minute match. Do your best to entertain a crowd and actually put smiles on faces and make people care about you. So, yeah, that's my long story short. Good. That's a good answer. So let's go into let's go into training. Let's let's break it through the training. Like, talk about your trainers. Uh, I know you've had multiple trainers, so let's go through let's go through the list. As Brandon, as long as they'll put up with me until they're done with me, and then I move on to the next one. Um, no, I was I was very fortunate. Um, all these circumstances just blended one right into the other. Um, I'm originally from Los Angeles, California. So Bell Gardens was an easy drive for me. It was about an hour each way, but it was tough. It was probably one of the toughest schools I've ever been to, and that's what they pride themselves on. They pride themselves on being Santino tough. Uh, reason being is because they want you to be in the ring with anybody and be able to and not freak out. They want you to feel like you're totally in control and that you're the best wrestler that you can be. And sometimes that just means being tough and being able to sometimes take a hit or take, you know, whatever the opponent gives you. And instead of reacting impulsively, you actually think about it. You're like, wait, you know, we need to do this the right way. So um, started there in 2019. I was trained up until right about the end of 2019. I fractured my left wrist. So I had screws and a plate put in there. I took a shoulder tap the guy landed on me and my wrist print snapped back like that so i had to go straight to the emergency room they put me um in like a little sling and then i saw the doctor a few days later and they said i had to have surgery so that took me out for about six eight months um and then right after that happened shortly after COVID happened so i went from being an easy 200 pounds with all the santino's training and i put on 50 pounds of just dead weight so to go from 200 to 250 was easy, especially during COVID because I wasn't doing anything. I was watching a lot of the snake pit, which for anybody out of the loop, that's just something for wrestlers and for referees and anybody trying to learn and get better. I was taking notes every day. I was studying that stuff for hours on end. Sin Bodhi, um, Al Snow, Rock Riddle, all these great people are on there giving free advice to wrestlers, trying to make better as wrestlers too. Um, I was doing that for day and night, just filling up journals and journals journals of notebooks um and then once kind of i was trying to figure out the next steps and santino's wasn't ready to open um future stars of wrestling las vegas was open so i hit up sin Bodhi first and i said you know i've seen you on snake pit and i'd like to head that way um he was very nice to me he's very welcoming to me and he actually um worked out a deal for me so we could do personal training one-on-one sessions because i was still feeling very green at the time and i wasn't really sure um if i could get back in the ring after such a serious injury for me i've never been injured that before so already having suffered multiple concussions from wrestling and then now fracturing a wrist i was very unsure i'd be able to be able to ever do it again um but sin Bodhi took his time and he's very patient and he instilled the confidence in me not only to wrestle and to get back in the ring but to actually instill the confidence of my character and my personality and pretty much just being very encouraging that i could do this um and so from there from the personal training i 
went to the regular classes. So I started with the beginners. So, and then from there I would train with the advanced and I would do a lot of refereeing to kind of get in the ring with them. Um, so the trainers there, you have Sin Bodhi on Mondays and Tuesdays. Wednesdays is generally Kenny King. Um, Thursdays is Cody Hancock and Fridays is Remy Marcel. And then of course you have people like Jake, the snake are in there. Um, D'Lo Brown's in there. Um, and just, you never know who's going to show up there. I mean, we've had Booker T seminars, all kinds of people really come through those doors. Um, so I trained there long story short from about 2020, um, right up until 2021 ish. And then, um, I went over to, um, Dr. Tom at the JPWA. Um, I trained there for three months. Um, once I graduated there, went back to Vegas to see if there was anything left for me to do. I mean, of course, there's always something left to do, but in terms of where I was at, my abilities and, you know, the way the, the promotions are running there, did I have something that, was there a spot for me there? And, you know, I, I spent my time there, I was in training, but I was also still very heavyweight. I was still about 250 pounds at that point. Um, so in reality, there probably was a spot at some point, but I wasn't ready for that. I didn't have the gear. I didn't have the body. Um, I was really passionate about wrestling, but I didn't have the right star qualities to actually sit there and say, hey, I belong on this show. Um, so after I spent a couple months there, um, thank you to my roommate, Brandon G, great wrestler and great person, human being who actually let, let me live in his room while he slept in the living room. So he really helped me out for three months I was there. Um, once I kind of got my stuff together, I moved back to Knoxville, Tennessee. Um, been living out here since February of this year, um, so about to come up on a year. And um, since I moved back, I've been really blessed to be working with Tennessee Championship Wrestling, who really gave me my first match. And as green as I was, said just keep coming back. And now I'm actually very fortunate to call myself like one of the top baby faces for their company. Obviously, one half of the tag team championships. Very grateful for that. And um, it's also, you know, opened so many doors, uh, EPW Wrestling, SPCW. Um, but besides that, I think opening doors just on my Facebook and my Instagram as well. People saying, like, I've watched your progress for the last six months. Like, what a change. And it's so easy to look yourself in the mirror every day and be like, oh, no, it wasn't really any change. But when you go back to your first promo, you go back to your first match, and you look at now, you're like, every school, every coach that has given me time and actually just you know, giving me feedback, whether I wanted to hear it or not, molded me into who I am today. And even though I'm still being molded, I mean, it makes me a better wrestler. So uh, long story short, Santino Brothers Wrestling, Bell Gardens, uh, Future Stars Wrestling, Las Vegas, and then JPWA in Knoxville. Those are the three schools. Okay, I like doing this one. Uh, take us through, uh, so we're going to do first match. Take us uh, maybe the morning of that, right mm -hmm. before you step out of the curtain and then how you felt when you came back through the curtain so luckily for me i'm not really a um, puking person i've never puked in training and uh and i just knew i knew like my first match i was super nervous um and the the guy i was wrestling he was also pretty green like me but he was very reassuring he's like we got this we got this and i was just so nervous um especially because i had a huge character change right before i went out um the character that i have right now which, you know, as everybody says, just an extension of my personality. Um, I had pitched that idea to the veteran of the locker room, and they pretty much told me, don't do that. Like, it's not going to get over, and it's not going to work. And, and I had to go with this other gimmick completely on short notice, and kind of just had to wing it. And so I went out there very nervous, but trying to be really upbeat and really confident. Um, so going through that day, I mean, 
I don't really remember the morning of, but I remember definitely like getting there. Like I was really excited um, and trying to figure out the details of how I wanted to go about it. Um, and knowing that, um, you know, like it was going to be fun, but it was also super nerve wracking. So um, going through, I guess I would just say like the nerves, the nerves were everything and the nerves paid a big part in the match too, because there was moves that I went for where my knee gave out twice um, where it was just super embarrassing, but I mean, I still pushed through and finished the match and I won the match too. So I won my first ever match. So there's that. Bull crap. <laughs> <laughs> so what's been your favorite, let's go favorite moment right now. What's favorite. been your favorite moment in, in, in your career so far that you've, you've got to experience or yeah yeah my favorite moment actually just happened not too long ago we were in um summer tennessee for tcw and and i keep asking for the mic and i keep getting maybe you know we'll figure it out we'll, we'll see where it fits and then eventually i just i kind of own the moment um in summer there was me and um i started off having a singles match and that singles match ended up turning into a tag team match and, uh, me and isaiah cone we won our tag team match and i was feeling like the crowd was with us, but I, I remember this Chris Jericho thing where he said, where he said, um, you know, he had a match with somebody and he knew the match could go longer and get the crowd higher. And he did that. And, you know, Vince came, he went to the back and Vince was yelling at him saying, why'd you do that? And, you know, I'm, I'm going to find you this other thing. He said, take my year's pay. Like we just took them to a level that nobody else could have taken to tonight, yada, yada. And so I had that, just, I had the itch that I could just take them a little bit higher than where our match went. I mean, we're, we were the main event and we were doing um, a Christmas show as well. So we we're giving presents out after. So I knew we had a little bit of wiggle room, but I didn't know how much. And I just knew like, I'm just going to take the bat and swing it. And so I asked for the mic right after, and I pretty much cut a very heartfelt promo that I plan on releasing here very shortly to the public. But um, I just talked about Isaiah mainly, but I talked about, how he's grown so much in the last six months and, and you know i've been really lucky for the last couple of jpwa classes to be a part of those even though in the beginning i'm very blessed to share car rides with them and give them opportunities at places where they wouldn't typically get it because i'm already going these places and so i open my car up to them um but isaiah um he's been a really good friend of mine and i watched him grow um, for the last six months. And so I really talked about how he has so much further to go, but he's already done so much. Um, and I talked about also the, the belt and how the belt doesn't make us as wrestlers. What makes us are the fans, you know, it makes us is the, the cheering, the booing and the reactions. And I mean, I got so far into it that like, I just, I made everything heartfelt. Like nothing was generic promo. Everything was straight from the heart. And I, and, um, Casey came up, Casey said a little bit. And then as he's talking, I just started crying. And I was just like, why? I was like, why the F am I crying right now in the middle of the ring? Like, what is wrong with me? And then I just thought to myself, I'm like, because it was real. Like, wrestling's always been real to me, but and it's always been real emotions and real reactions. But when you sit there and you tell somebody who didn't know how to wrestle six months ago that they've done so much and they mean that much to you, that you can see them as a champion, you can see them doing bigger things in the future. Like, to me, it just feels like a big brother moment of like, hey, here's your pat on the back, but here's also your kick in the butt. So like, you know, we got a lot more work to do in the next six months to a year. So that was definitely one of my favorite moments that pretty much pretty much wrapped up the year almost. So yeah, I would put that up there for sure. That's good. That's a good response. There's nothing better than getting, I guess, a reaction. You don't want to get nothing. Right. Yep. I've recently had my best one that, I mean, it was, it was the best one ever. Uh, mm -hmm. that, I, that I've had. Uh, dude, I posted this kid. 
posted him. He's laying on the ground. And I all I did is just put my arms up and walked around. And the boos, the boos were deafening. And that was that was a good one. That I really liked. <laughs> yeah. We're different, ladies and gentlemen. He's a, he's a nice guy, and I'm a prick. <laughs> I'm a little bit angrier at SPCW these days, but... It happens. You got AJ Costanza's going around. AJ it happens. Got Silas Mason over there. You've got... Um, man, Alexander Monroe. You've got Wayne Moxie over there. You got Bruiser Bob over there. You got a lot of good people over there. It's a good fight. It's a good... It's a good uh... It's a good collection of people over there. Yeah, most definitely. So what's been your favorite match? Besides the one you just mentioned, what's been yeah. the favorite match of your career so far? Good question. Can you not send me these like an hour before? So no, can... it's a lot better when you get a, a genuine reaction off of questions. My favorite match. <sighs> this, is a, this is a really hard one because I've, I've, I don't know that I've had a favorite match, but I've had a lot of really good moments. Because I feel like with my matches, I always watch them back and I critique them so hard. And then I'm like, I feel that. I said, I said, don't watch it. Don't watch this match back to the point where like you're overanalyzing every little thing. I said, just watch it back a couple of times. And with me, I still do it. I'm like, I'm like, oh, there's that wrong. There's that wrong. That's wrong. Oh, that's wrong. Oh, that was stupid. Why are you doing this? Why are you doing that? Um, my favorite match, though, is probably a match that I actually had really early on. Um, I had it at SPCW and it was against Big O. Um, and Although we knew each other because I used to ref there a little bit, um, I didn't know how the match was going to go because that, that's a big dude. You know, that, that's one big dude if you've ever met Big O. He's, I've been in the ring with him. I know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so I, I didn't know how that was going to go. But um, going through it and watching the match back, that was definitely one of the matches where I felt like overall from start to finish, like one of my better matches for sure. And it just it just takes a good dance partner to go back and forth like, you're like I don't know whose quote it was, but they said, "You're only as good as the person you're in the ring with." Hundred percent. So you, you can be a fucking, you can be an all star if you want, but if you're in the ring with somebody who's not going to give it to you or not not going to react for you, or I mean, you're going to have a trash match. Like that's just how it goes. Yeah, that was actually a really interesting experience. Was this last SPCW show? Was Dr. Tom Pritchard gave me the challenge of putting me in there with Brian X and Brian X, like Isaiah, never wrestled before this. You know, very fresh off the, fresh off the, whatever you want to call it. Um, training? Yeah, fresh off training. Yep, there you go. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's just a kid with a lot of piss and vinegar, and he just needs to know where to put it. And Doc was like, well, we're going to put you in the ring with Dane, and, you know, we'll see what you guys can do. And so I had that opportunity to be like, you know, I'm only as good as he is. So either I can, you know, take advantage of the situation and make myself look like a star, or I can build both of us to be stars and make the crowd actually give a a crap about somebody that they don't know. So that was definitely an interesting experience for sure. I've been there. So give us a good, give us a good uh, road story. Give us a good road story. I mean, some of the best road stories happen when I first moved out here because it was snowing and I didn't, I didn't realize that it, that it snowed in Tennessee. Cause I was out here when it was hotter than hot. And, um, I mean, there's so many stories between me, Wayne Moxie, and Rabbit Rogue of just driving on the road. And I mean, it's just iced over like a son of a gun. And Rabbit's just driving there. Driving, driving, driving. driving. And I'm looking at him in the passenger seat. I'm like, what is wrong with you? Like, how are you driving? Like, like, there's nothing going on right now. He's, like, he's from Wisconsin. From Wisconsin. He's like, this happens all the time. To the point where he had a, um, like a wooden pole 
to hit the ice off his tires. Because when we get back to the Walmart parking lot, his tire would be like this, and the ice would be like this all around it. And he's just, you know, nodding it off like it's nothing. I'm just like, I'm glad I'm not driving. I, I would, be, we'd be here ten hours later, right? I feel that. Yeah, I feel that. What happened when there was snow on the road? That's for sure. Oh, rabbit's a good dude. I like me some rabbit. So, what would be your best advice now that you've been in a minute to somebody super green, maybe just looking to get into it? We always give them the same one: find a reputable school. Blah blah blah. Besides that, what would be your best advice you would give some some young gun? trying to get into professional wrestling yeah most definitely and i think you know like you just said it's cliche but cliche advice but um find a reputable school of course find a reputable trainer because it has the name on it doesn't mean anything if the trainer's not there um but i think also too um coming from somebody who was 250 pounds and lived that life as a wrestler and didn't get bookings um get in shape you know right now for anybody who doesn't know i went from 250 i'm down to 215 um, in the last couple months, I put on three pounds and also dropped 10 pounds um, with having a personal trainer. So if you are a wrestler and you're a big guy and you do that, like by all means, I'm not one to judge. You be whatever size you want as long as you're keeping your dance partner safe. Um, but I would say um, just that that alone, like be in shape, be in the shape where you can actually um, to make sure the other guy's safe, because if you're in there and you're reckless or, I mean, I've had that happen a couple of times now with green guys where they just throw a reckless shot or whatever. And I'm like, you could have broken my nose. Like that was close. Uh, or like you lose a tooth like that. Sucks. And another coach that I love to death, Sin Bodhi, um, Sin Bodhi would always say like, you can say sorry all you want, but sorry doesn't pay the hospital. Bill. So yep. Sorry. <clears throat> yep. Sorry. Broke your nose, but I'm who's paying the hospital. Bill. So goes with anything. So make sure your dance partner's safe and make sure that, um, I mean, Doc says it all the time and I'm still learning it, but take your time with everything. Don't rush things. You know, make sure people are safe, but also make sure that you're making everything. It doesn't matter why you um, The very green guy, other than that, I would say get involved. Start going to promotions, start meeting people, start doing ring crew. And don't be afraid to work positions. I've been a photographer. I've been a videographer. I've been a ring crew guy. I've been a ref. Um, I've obviously been a wrestler. Um, I've never been a manager. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be against it. You know, I'll fill in any position as needed. But be willing to do anything and be ready for anything because you never know what somebody might need, and that might be the difference making between um, you getting a job and not. Like Sinbodi would always tell us the Santino Morello story that Vince went backstage looking for a guy to speak Italian. Yeah, didn't know. Didn't even know. The way through, and then taught himself in between. Then his debut how to speak it and, and to be the part. And so that's the difference between him being a star and him not it was just him, you know, faking it till he makes it. But you also got to put in that effort. Like if you're not passionate about it, you got to be honest with yourself and, you know, do I really want to do this? or really want to put in the work because wrestling isn't some overnight success. Like for me to actually become a tag team champion and actually have the crowd behind me where I could cut that promo, like it me a legitimate year to get there. So it's not something that, you know, you're you're coming off with no experience and then you get trained and then boom you're on the road and you're just getting booked everywhere like all that stuff takes time so if you really want it be ready to be patient but also be ready to put in the work for it for sure i feel that if so okay this is this is another good one this one i like uh if you could get in the ring past present with anybody all time who would be who would be that dance partner for you 
So I can't speak too much about the, the recent experience until a later date, but um, I, I can speak a little bit about the fact that we recently had a uh, Ricky the Dragon steamboat at our school and I did share just a few minutes of ring time with them. <laughs> I shared just a few minutes of ring time with them, but um, the amount of knowledge that he was able to drop on us on, sh on such a short amount of time and how to something Sinbody says all the time too is getting getting more out of what you're doing, getting the most out of a move or getting the most out of a hold um, was something that Steamboat really honed in on. And um, it's something that, you know, he was, for as green as we are compared to him, he was so patient understanding and understanding and he knew how to direct us in a way to show us, hey, this is how you could get more out of this or this is why you should do this instead of that. And he knew how to pose questions to make us think about, to give him an answer that he knew was going to be wrong, but then say, okay, but now think about it this way and then go, oh, duh, like, why didn't I think of that before? So for for Steamboat being Steamboat, I would say Steamboat, just for, you know, the most recent experience and just so much knowledge he dropped on us, for sure. I feel that. I feel that. Oh, so I already know the answer to that one. Okay, let's do, let's do top five. Mm -hmm. Top five. What's your top five? And if you give me one wrestler that's not in the WWE, I will be so excited. Everybody's like, Undertaker, Stone Cold. And I was like, there was more than the Attitude Era, I promise. Yeah, Insane Dane's definitely number one because you got to put yourself over. And he's not in the WWE yet. Um, no, I think top wrestlers, I mean, do tag teams count as one? Sure, let's do that. It saves a spot. I grew up loving DX. I love the, the comedy bit of it, but also love the seriousness of it. When they can get in the ring, they can really grind down. Um, I'm trying to think in more independent-wise. I mean, even – I would say especially more so before Birdie King was even signed to AEW. I didn't really know who he was until I got to Santino's. But if you really watch the athleticism and the abilities that Birdie King has as a big guy and with – we want to talk guys having weight on him like Brody King's got some weight on him but that guy moves like a feather so Brody King for sure um other top wrestlers that I really enjoy um technical wise I mean man this is hard but I, I would really even say I put Blake Christian up there Blake Christian's a really good wrestler who I've enjoyed watching and watching his growth um in terms of just being a straight I'm trying to not cuss but in terms of being a man, can I say the A word? Yep. Okay. In terms of being a straight badass, um, Alley Catch for sure. I, I didn't really know her until I watched GCW, but seeing some of the stuff that she does and her athleticism as well, really impressive to me. And fifth one is going to have to be, and again, just for their growth, man, Max Caster. Um, didn't know Max Caster until he got into AEW, but if you go back and there's a, one match that I hone in on, which is Alley Catch versus Max Caster, and he's, and he's doing a lot of the same stuff he did then now, but how much worse he was then to now and such a short period of time too, it's like, it gives me the motivation to want to do more and to be better and to really clean up the stuff that I do as well, because he makes it look so crisp now. Not that he wasn't before, but you could just tell the difference of his confidence, but also his ability in the ring is just mind-blowing. So I'd say those top five. Okay. So as a big man, do you, do you, would you, do you like wrestling bigger guys? Do you like wrestling the small, scrappy guys? What would be your go-to? Um, I would say the smaller guys, only for the fact that it, in most matches, I mean, with the smaller guy, like that's 
that's more where my confidence level is. That's where my storytelling is. But um, I think, I think um, if I had more experience with bigger guys, I'd still think I would say smaller guys. Cause I mean, any, any match with Rey Mysterio, right? Rey Mysterio is the underdog and you watch him fight up and you watch him sell and you watch him go through pain and anguishment and you, you feel bad for him. And then when he finally gets, gets him up and he's finally starting to get back to the bad guy or the good guy, depending on the situation, like you really want to cheer for him. You really want to get behind him. So that makes me enjoy wrestling smaller guys. But I also like Brian X was a pretty big dude. And I think we put on a pretty solid match for what it was for it being his first match. So, I mean, smaller guys, but wouldn't mind a big guy match either. Okay. So here's a, here's one I don't ask ever, but I had somebody ask me about it. So with professional wrestling being on the road all the time, uh, there's like a lot of room for doubt, depression, and stuff like that. Uh, a lot of people uh, go too soon because they have, I don't know, built or, or dug themselves in such a hole that they just can't get out of. And yeah, like this business is up there with, uh, I think, what was the stat I looked at? Uh, chefs. So chefs, professional wrestlers, long haul truckers. And there's a, there's another one all have a, like an 85% uh, addiction rate. Okay. And they also have like a very high suicide rate in sure. these professions. Mm-hmm. Have you yourself ever felt like depressed or anything like that? And if so, what would be your advice for somebody who's kind of going through that kind of thing? Yeah. Yeah. And I would say before we get canceled by on the road, we are on the road every weekend. We're not on the road every day. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think this kind of comes up to my, you know, my comment to you earlier about it before we did the show was because I mean, if there was a couple things that if you asked me what I was most passionate about getting into wrestling and what I wanted to do in wrestling, it wasn't so much like, hey, I want to go to WrestleMania or hey, I want to have this specific match. It was, and I did this interview like really early on. I did it at Future Stars Wrestling with Ben Hall. He asked me like, what are you trying to get out of this? And I said, well, honestly, like to be like John Cena and do the make a wish bit. Like that means so much to me to actually give kids that moment and to give them hope or confidence or whatever it is. Like that means the most to me in my heart. Um, so I know that, you know, you and I were kind of t- discussing this earlier because a Twitch from Ellen passed away due to suicide. And um, for me, like we could do a podcast on this alone, but um, the very short answer to it is um, I've had um, depression and suicidal thoughts since about middle school. Um, I didn't really get any help for it until after after high school, for sure. Um, so probably around like my college years um, was when I actually had to go into a psychiatric ward and stay there for about two weeks and get medication um, and kind of go through the classes and stuff like that. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, depression, anxiety, suicide thoughts, like Shane Dane, although it is comedic and although it is serious at times and although it is very psychiatric at times too it's it's really just a piece of my life it's a piece of i spent that time in the psychiatric ward and when i spent time going through all these dark moments that can really occur to me at any time like there's no warning it just it just happens sometimes and sometimes like i'll just lay there for hours and wondering like what the point of life is but um the one thing i would say in terms of advice is um find what works for you um what works for me to be able to go to sleep at night is medication um, but also what works for me is professional wrestling and not to be cliche, but like professional wrestling quite literally saved my life. Um, when I had nothing else and when I thought like I had nowhere else to 
in life, professional wrestling opened up this other world that I didn't think these things were possible. I didn't think I could be a champion. Um, I didn't think that I'd be a top baby face for a promotion. I didn't think I'd have promoters ask me to be on their shows. I didn't think I'd have a promoter say, hey, what do I have to do to get you back next year? Like, to me, that's all mind-blowing stuff to me. That's not something I expected to get out of this, especially coming from where I came from. Like, a lot of people talk down to me about my professional wrestling and my skills and my character. So um, find something that makes you feel alive, honestly, and find something that kind of gives you a drive. And even if it does always have a strong support system too so if that fails you have people that you can rely on um for me to not really get too much in my personal life but i also have a dog i have a dog that um has been with me now for 21 years she's going on she's about to turn three and i've had her for about two and a half of those years and so no matter what kind of day i've had no matter how late i come back from a show she's always there with the tail wagging and um she's always ready to cuddle me and go to bed and you know play when she wants to play and she's full of excitement but also when i need to cry and i need to vent and i need to just lay there for a minute like she's right there you know and she's ready for anything so my dog quite literally is my support system uh, my medication helps me get through the nights um, but also having support system of friends that i can talk to and vent to and say i'm going through this i'm struggling with this um you know i've talked to you about a lot of stuff too over the over you know our short term of being friends too, but just having those friends that you know that no matter how, how dark things get or how deep the struggle is that you can reach out to people and it is okay. Um, have a bracelet back from work tour from this um, charity that says it's okay to not be okay. So many times like growing up, like you're told to be strong and tough it out, but it's okay to sit there and be frustrated and cry and be angry and be upset. And for people on the other side of it, and people who may not be going through it, but you don't know if somebody's going through it. Um, there are signs nine out of 10 times and not all, not all the times, you know, you'll see them. Sometimes it's too late, unfortunately. But if somebody's sitting there and openly saying, I'm sad or I'm deeply hurting or I'm depressed, don't take it lightly. Cause that may be the last time that they say that, you know what I mean? And, and I would rather sit there and tell somebody what's going on. And just say, yeah, okay, you'll be over tomorrow. And then there is no tomorrow for them because that was what they felt was going to be the darkest part of their life and they couldn't get through it. So if you have a moment just to check on somebody when you think, you know what, maybe they're not, maybe when they're saying I'm okay, they're not really okay. You might actually save a life, quite honestly. And so that's my long, short story. That was good stuff. That was good stuff. Ladies and gentlemen, if you are feeling these ways, seek advice, seek help, reach out to a friend, call a phone number. There's reach out to a website. There's a million ways to, uh, I know it, it's not any weakness or anything like that. People go through, through lots of things. I am the most introverted extrovert that I've ever met on the planet. Like, you know where I'd rather be at all times at my house, like 5,000%. I would rather be in my own home, but Oh, there's that nagging side of me that needs to be out there on the road or be out there entertaining somebody or as much as as much as being a bad guy is a fun thing like at the end of the day we're all people and everybody should look out for everybody i know it doesn't work that way and i've heard lots of things of of uh that guy's too weird to be a wrestler that i was like i'm gonna be blunt right now and i'm gonna say one expletive and that's it that's fucking stupid because wrestling's for everybody. If you look, look from uh, Dusty Rhodes to, you got, 
like a Goldberg or a Brock Lesnar, wrestling is meant for everybody. So if you have a closed off mindset and you're like, oh, you only got to you got to be built like EC3 or somebody like that, you're you're fucking wrong. This business is for everybody. But do get in the gym and don't cut car promos because it's trash. I'm sorry. That's okay. Enough of that. But yes, uh, do check out for advice and help and all that good stuff. And don't be a prick. Um, so where does where is insane? Where do you see yourself, insane Dane, in five years? Like as a professional wrestler, where where will you be, or where do you hope to be? Yeah, I mean, to be quite honest, I think that answer is consistently changing, um, especially as I get into better shape. The boundaries and the limits of what I thought I could meet are being asked especially on a very quick basis. Um, so, I mean, to be a champion, let's talk about that for a second. Like, be a champion is a big deal for me. Like, that, that to me, kicks me into another drive um, and brings me to another level of performance. Um, so, I mean, when I first started wrestling, all I wanted to do was have my first match. And then I had it, and I didn't know where to go from there. And then I kind of just weaseled my way through. And, and, you know, now I have my first championship belt. And um, now that I've done that, I'm kind of wondering the next steps. But I think the next steps right now, I mean, I've been very lucky to be an extra for All Elite Wrestling and Impact Wrestling. Um, so I think beyond that is to actually have, like, a tryout match um, when I'm ready for it and to um, be signed somewhere. Um, and I always told people, like, cause everybody, oh, you want to get signed to W or AEW? Like, what, like, what's your dream? And I was like, honestly, my dream is to go where I fit in because to me, the, I mean, obviously the company environment matters, but if my character isn't going to survive in the place that I want to be, I'm not going to force it. I'm going to go somewhere my character could actually thrive and can get the full, um, um, I guess the word is extent, but I guess to thrive as much as I can in the, whatever environment I'm given, I'd rather thrive and kind of flower that seed. Flower that seed. What am I talking about, Jackson? Now I'm getting the insane side. Water the seed. Jeez Louise. Make me think about all this stuff. Water the seed wherever the most water is. So if the most water is in WWE and that you know seed grows into a big plant, great. And if it's in AEW, great. And if it's an impact, great. One of my good friends... Um, they used to train with Jay Vidal, just got signed to Impact Wrestling and is getting a lot of um, attention, which is great for him. He's worked his ass off for it. And so to see that happen to somebody who's close to me means a lot. I mean, I missed out on... Um, uh, I'm blanking on his name because I don't want to say the wrong name. He's in NXT and he's from JPWA and he has like. Oh, you talking about uh, good old Jake Tucker? Jake Tucker, yeah. I didn't want to call him the wrong name, but if we're gonna call him his ending name, Shanning Lauren or whatever, <laughs> Stacks. Let's call him Stacks. Yes. Right. I don't want to call him the wrong name, but yes. I mean, I I missed him getting signed. I wasn't there in that time period, but it's cool knowing that I'm going to a school and I'm training with a trainer who helped him get to where he is. And so doing all those things is very important to me. You're leaving out Ivy Nile. She is also a JPWA grad. Right. I did see, I, I did see that. Um, but more so scares me. <laughs> yeah. I actually saw her at the, um, when I went to the SummerSlam WWE tryouts and I was just a viewer, I saw her in the ring and actually like leading people through drills. And I was very impressed. Like, it's very cool to see, um, even though she's so new to WWE that they're still giving her opportunities like that to get involved. So that was really cool. She's a stud. She is a stud. Yeah. I've seen, I, she's still to this day, uh, premier 
what is it? Premier Martial Arts. Literally, she like if you look at their page and you play the video, she's in there the whole time. There it's go. just it's just her. Yeah. She's a she's a shoot badass. She will choke you out. Like I mean, it will happen. Yeah. <laughs> for uh, Zoe Starks too. Zoe Starks is originally from Future Stars of Wrestling. Uh Fa too as well, being um in and around that environment, around those people as well, seeing them uh get signed and go on to do big things that they are right now and have the storylines that they do it's very motivating just want to have those in there too yeah going back to 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 stacks to jake tucker over there oh man he improved light years i got i got the chance to speak with natalia for about like an hour and a half or whatever it was and she talked so highly of of jake the whole time she put she put him over and i and she wasn't even putting him over to put him over she's like his drive and his and just seeing him like excel he just had a match with arguably like one of my favorite eh, he's in the top 10 uh wesley of the rascals i, I thought you were going to this oh i i i can't do that because i can't stand up in here i gotta jump up on a table shinsuke nakamura he's great uh my goal has always been new japan that's sure. the that's the place I want to go. I want to get in there and and fight like a like a Ishii or a Minoru Suzuki or something like. I'll, I'll go Noah too. I don't care, but I just want to get in there and fight those guys because yeah. I've gotten my taste of those dudes chopping me all around, and I'm like, because I hated it at first. I was like, oh, this sucks. But then like the, I saw OT earlier. I think that was OT or somebody. I don't know who that was. It was OT. Uh, he knows what I'm talking about. That that getting in the cage and and banging with people. It. Uh, I don't think that's how you word it, but yeah. It's punching each other. Uh, <laughs> when I got into the ring with giant people in wrestling, because usually there's weight classes and pressure wrestling, not the case. I'm not gonna lie, dude. I was scared. I was scared, and I was like, I've got punched in the face. Now, if you chop me, like it's we're gonna have some fun. Like, yeah. But you got to get through all that stuff. So what would be your highlight besides winning the tag team titles of 2000? What is it? 2022? Yes, 2022. Um, it is a hopefully soon to be highlight. Um, I got to quickly put over my fan base, my my family, my friends. I'm currently nominated for um, EPW's 2022 Breakthrough Wrestler of the Year Award. And... Um, there are some great people on there like Perky Will and Marco Hangtime Harris. I'm all nominated for that award as well, um, as well as um, Logan Stunt is on there as well. Um, There's some other names on there as well. But I was very blown away because they just announced it a few days ago, and I had no warning. I was just popped up on my newsfeed. I'm like, I'm nominated for breakout, you know, breakthrough star of the year. Like what? And I was like, okay, like let's try and win this because last time I was nominated for an award was. Um, right, right around the end of last year and me and my tag team partner, Brandon G, we were nominated for a promo of the year and we were only a few votes off. And I told, I hit, I, t- I texted him, I was like, Hey man, like we're, I'm going to win this for us. Like we're going to get this award. And I, I've been posting all about it on my social media and, um, the amount of people that have watched me grow and seen my success and people just in general who are willing to support me because it's I mean it's free if you just take a second go on the link type an insane day and that's all you have to do it's on facebook um the amount of people that came through i think right now we're probably over 80 votes in a and comp- like 60 of them are yours like- and, well no <laughs> me alone oh oh yeah 
Yeah, All we right, were boys. today, and we went up about another 20 the last couple of days. I posted about it on Instagram, and just, once again, just people who follow me on Instagram were like, hey, send me the link. Hey, let me help you vote. Um, and so out of 160 comments, 80 of those are mine. And, I mean, half of those comments are, you know, just people just, you know, shooting the s word can't cuss on here but um you can actually oh well i don't want to i want to i want to go place i'm trying to get banned <laughs> but you know pe- people are just you know talking mess and not really there's there's more comments in there than votes is what i'm saying is that people are just also in there saying like hey hello whatever um and so the fact that over half of those comments are mine and keep in mind there's probably about seven or eight people being nominated for that award and half of those are mine i'm kind of like Hmm, my chances might actually go for this. And considering I've only been in that promotion for less than half a year, um, that if I win that award, which we'll know Saturday at 5 p.m. when they cut off the deadline and I sit there and I meticulously count all those votes and count them all up, um, that is probably going to be my highlight of the year is winning Breakthrough Wrestler of the Year Award for EPW. I guess I have to wait till next year. <laughs> Oh, it's not Oklahoma. It's Mississippi. Sorry, guys. My bad. Okay. I think we've run through pretty much everything I had for you. Let's go through social media. Tell the people where they can find the insane one. Yeah, most definitely. If you're on Instagram, you can find me at underscore insane underscore Dane because somebody took insane Dane. They only have one post on there and they refuse to give it up apparently because they are very held on to that one random picture from 2012. But, um, underscore insane underscore dane on instagram on facebook is dane burns um i do not have twitter so if there's a twitter frame about it then you don't find me there um but other than that those are the two main places i am facebook and instagram so give them some upcoming places to see you towards like, do you have any more matches upcoming you do you just said them uh give them to them again Yes, yeah, so SPCW will be December the 24th. I'll be in La Follette, Tennessee. La, stop yeah. that. La Follette. You La and Daisy Follette. Kill, you guys can't talk. <laughs> Lafayette, which is in North Carolina or something. Louisiana or something like oh, that. Yeah. Yeah, geez. Why do you have to do these after like 8 o'clock? It's my bedtime. Um, so, yeah, so SPCW, Southern Pride Championship Wrestling, ran by Matt Bowens. Um, and then EPW, which is going to be in Boonville, Mississippi. Um, those are the two places I'll be wrestling before the end of the year. And then right now I'm currently um, signing contracts um, for January. So I'll be seen on weekly Fridays and then obviously weekly Saturdays, um, depending on the promotion. And then looking to fill up Sundays. So, so. You, you find the Sundays, you let me know because there's like five. You let me know. <laughs> Dude, they're hard. There's like they're very five hard. of them. I missed 127 Pro Wrestling. That was on Thursdays, and that was a great filler. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, this has been my guest, the insane one, Insane Dane. Breakthrough wrestler of the year, I'm calling it. I know I might be jinxing it. Here's some wood, because I'm knocking on it right now, but I'm pretty sure he's going to be your EPW Breakthrough Wrestler of the Year, because I've only been there three times. Just kidding. He's a great wrestler himself. Um, so go vote. Go check all that out. Insane Dane, it was great to see, great talking to you, brother. Yeah. I will, I'll talk to you again. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, this has been the Jackson Black Show. Thank you for tuning in. Catch the audio version of this available tomorrow, probably in the afternoon whenever I get to it. Well, all right, ladies and gentlemen, have a good night. Bye.